0: sure if you're like me, you tend to mark various anniversaries. And it's not just an anniversary with your partner, spouse or significant other. There's other anniversaries that you tend to mark. For instance, for me this year, if you're in the US, uh, and you're like me, then we are around this time that you're listening is Thanksgiving. And this is is the 10th anniversary of my mom passing on and moving on into whatever realm there was waiting for her 10 years ago. So I've been very reflective about that lately and I, I've i known it was coming. And there's something about a 10-year mark that really gets attention. And I thought it would be nice to share some very sweet, funny memories, you know those times when you can find humor, maybe not right away, but sometimes you find it right away, or sometimes you find it a lot, a distance later, after an event, finding humor in the hard stuff, and especially when you can share those humorous moments with another person, they can be so meaningful, so powerful, in helping you get through the hard stuff, heal a little through the hard stuff. So here are some memories I wanted to share with you today. When she was in hospice, I'm laughing because I'm looking at my notes, and believe me, there's some sweet and very funny stories coming up. So she was in hospice for about a month before she passed, and I was really... Grateful I got to spend that whole time with her. For half of it, I even stayed in the same room with her. Um, So there was one day my brother and his family had come over visiting. And one of his sons was, um, I don't know, he had his, maybe freshly had his license. So teenager, around 16 or so. Anyway, we were saying... (laughs) we were sitting there and my i saw, i was cleaning up some things in the room while people were chatting and there's uh was a a little container of yogurt sitting out on a table of mom's next to her bed and i realized i was like god how old is this i i realized i was pretty sure it was from the prior day and i was thinking did she just eat some and and then thinking oh my gosh was how long has it been sitting here is it bad and then I looked at my nephew, and we caught eyes, and I, I just said under my breath as I grabbed it, I was like, well, what's it going to do? Kill her? <laughs> and I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm laughing. But if you can imagine or you've been in these situations. I mean, seriously, she's in hospice. She's literally about to die any day. She had been there for weeks at this point, and I just said that under my breath, And he heard me, was right next to me and looked at me and smirked. And we both like tried to not like burst into laughter out loud because, you know, you just get exhausted in these emotional challenging times and then you reach your limit. And then there's these moments that you have that finally the bubble can burst a little and you can let a little air out and, and it can come in a little smirk with someone, a little laughter. So it's one of these funny moments that, that I share with my nephew, this memory. And then, um, oh, if I back up when we got my mom to hospice, so they do kind of a whole check-in process, you know, in her room, it was a lovely room and a lovely space, a little courtyard outside. And, So she's in this comfy chair, and one of the nurses comes up and is, like, just checking her out and looking, and she has a few little bandages on her from where she had things, tubes and stuff from the hospital where she'd been prior to going to hospice. So there's a bandage on her leg that the nurse asks about, and none of us could remember what it was about. I think at this point it was me. And um, a dear friend who's like a sister to me and then one of my mom's uh, uh, longtime girlfriends that had come to visit her were there. Well, anyway, Debbie, who's like a sister to me, Debbie and I had been around her a lot. and But we didn't know what that were like. We couldn't remember what the bandage was for. So they slowly, carefully take the bandage off and there was nothing under it. <laughs> it was pure, clean pristine, fine skin. (laughs) And it was a big, big bandage. We're like, well, that was a mystery. So that was really kind of helped break the ice when we just gotten her moved into the hospice room. And um, so, you know, I, who knows if you're going to find any of this as funny as I do. um, But maybe it'll help you remember moments that you've had in these times of your life and then at another time during those that month i was bringing my dad in to visit her and let's see so we were going by some of the rooms neighboring her and one of them had a candle lit on the table that was over the bed and that was a ritual that they did to honor someone who had passed. So it was really beautiful. You know, the room was, was there was no other lights on, but this, this candle lit over the bed. And the, so as we go by that room, and we notice that the candle was new since the prior day, my dad turned to me and said, boy, people are dying to get out of here. We burst out laughing with each other. There was no one else around. But, you know, despite it being a somber atmosphere, it was a lovely, beautiful place. And it was a little brief moment of levity that lightened the mood as we were on our way to visit my mom. Okay, then there's another memory I um or uh, something that, to share. So Debbie, this uh, the dear family friend who actually babysat me when I was a little girl, so she's like an older sister, she uh, was there for my mom's final breath. I had been there for a whole month, and then I could tell it was just time for me to leave. My heart, my intuition, my gut, my everything was just telling me it's time to go home and that I should go and be with my husband for Thanksgiving and that it was time. And like mom wanted me to even leave. I just had this, this sense. So, and I, I felt like at that point, I felt like she was waiting for me to go before she would pass. If you hear a little bell ringling in the bathroom, background, that's, that's my little Heidi dog um, jumping around here so she I really felt that she was waiting for me to leave so she could pass on and as somebody one of the nurses there even you know agreed and then they the people that work in hospice are such I I truly believe they're they they're amazing angels on earth and I think they have a real amazing sense of people and what they're going through and these different f- this uh, phases of these this journey at the end. And I remember one of them talking with me too and I had that sense. And I was like, yeah, I, I feel like it's time for me to go. So I left and then it was a few days later. It was on Thanksgiving early in the morning. When I got a call from Debbie saying that she'd passed, now Debbie was able to make it there for her final breaths, and she instructed the nurses to please give her a call. She, she lives locally, so she did, and it was really special because my mom was like a second mom to her. And um, here's the here's the funny part. So my mom always. Did had her nails really nice and in the final year or so she was doing the press on nails and I she had wanted me to re, I replaced them a few weeks before when I was there during the time that I was there with these like bright purple fun design nails and Debbie said that when she got there, the middle finger on her right hand was missing the nail. All the other nails were there. So if you knew my mother, you would smile at this. I actually told this story at her Celebration of Life service that we had because she's right-handed and she would not hesitate when needed when appropriate when it felt appropriate to her to lovingly flip off uh, family or friends at you know at the most humorous times um, and usually deservedly so so the fact that she her was her middle finger on her right hand that was missing the the fingernail uh, we just really got a kick out of that when Debbie told me we busted it I mean, it just made me laugh. It's like, it was such a hilarious parting <laughs> little thing to have happen. And when I told it at her service, everyone laughed there too. I mean, it, it's just one of these things that you just, <sighs> some of this stuff you just can't even make up. You can't script it, right? I mean, when it happens and you start laughing about it and then you're looking at the scenario. Oh my goodness the things we go through so those are some of these sweet memories i have of finding humor in a hospice and in these hard times but they it makes me remind it reminds me of my mother's wonderful sense of humor oh my gosh she was so she she ha, she really has had this wonderful sense of humor my one of my girlfriends would talk about how she loved the fact that my mom would start laughing at her own jokes before she could get the punchline out you know it was like it, and it just made you, you want to hear it so much more because you want to be you want to be in on it with her and you you can't wait to hear what it's supposed to be so that you can catch up and join her um so i just i know that she would want us To be able to laugh during these, some of these moments. And the fact that I am even recording this, and sharing some of this out there. I know she would absolutely love. In fact, there was all these funny things she said in hospice that I I have little notes of and, and I told her I was writing all her funny comments down. She says, good, you're going to have you have my permission to use it. She said, you're, you're going to have enough for years. <laughs> so she because uh, there was these just other things that she said that were just, just really funny. There was one time she woke up in the um, and s- startled me. Uh, I think I came back to hospice kind of Late one night, after maybe taking my dad home or something, she woke up, kind of startled me, and and she said hi and started giggling, and she fig- was kind of fussing with her blankets, and she wanted the made a hand with the waffle blanket or something, or she wanted to pull that up, and she said, speaking of waffles, they kind of sound good, <laughs> you know. I mean, just these random notes. There was one day she was trying to drink coffee, and she just kept started laughing every time she went to drink coffee, um, just. It really helped this time. It was just so. She made things. She always made things special. Even the hard times she could make special, she did. So I hope that that helps you today and just giving you some permission to find humor in some of the hard stuff, some of the hard times, whether it's past and it's in memories, or whether it's something you're going through now, or something that you may be going through in the future. Give yourself permission to laugh, to smirk, to smile, to f- find things funny. You know, we're, we're human, it, it helps, it helps us a lot. My closing quote today is by the one and only, the fabulous comedian herself, Carol Burnett. Comedy is tragedy plus time. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cheris Your Life, and my website is CherisYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city Paris, but with a ch. Special thanks to my dear friend Paul Szyuljis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the '90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast.